Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Here we go. It's time for a story. You guys did great. Um, you guys, I think, already know what the reason for Christmas is, right? You guys said it pretty good. What is it? What's the reason for Christmas? Christmas lights. It's a good one. Almost. Okay, what's the reason for Christmas? Celebrating God's birthday. Jesus' birthday. Awesome. God knows Santa. And Jesus. Jesus. God knows Santa and Jesus. God knows everybody. That's awesome. Awesome. All right, here we go, guys. I'm going to read us the Christmas story out of the kids' Bible. You guys see this picture here? It's the earth and a, and a little town. Bethlehem. All right, here we go. I'm going to read, and you guys are going to be amazing listeners, aren't you? Because those back there. All right. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness, he came. Do you guys see that picture? I want you to imagine heaven and Jesus quietly coming down into there. And where did he go to? Where did he go to? Um, I don't remember, but it's like... like You guys stay connected with the story here, okay? All right, let's stay connected. Where did he go to? Bethlehem. All right, let me read on. Here's this picture. Okay. There's a young girl who is engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great, you got to be good listeners, suddenly a warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. What was his name? Just say it. Just say it. Yeah. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, what was her name? Mary. Mary. Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Could you imagine an angel being sent from heaven, God wanting to tell you that he's happy with you? Yeah. Wow. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness. (laughs) I added that part. That Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. 
Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. Jesus. He is God's own son. He is the one. He is the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. Why don't we pause on that question for a second? For you. Is there anything too wonderful for God? No. 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 <laughs> except, for, except for everybody on the world. <laughs> so Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see. And she believed, I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the baby had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Okay, check out this picture because they're, they're on their way somewhere. Let's be, let's listen. Let's listen. Oh, I might have said, a, I might have mixed up a word there. All right. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable. So they, so they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And the camel. And the what? And the camel. And the sheep. All right. So here's the next picture. See the picture? And the goat. And there in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows. And the goats. And the goats and everything else you could imagine in a zoo. In the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding, through, or feeding trough as his cradle. Could you imagine sleeping in a feeding trough? Or trough? Yes. And they, you can? Yes. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named his name. Jesus! That's right. And they also named him Emmanuel. Does anybody know what Emmanuel means? God is with us. That's right. God has come to live with us because, of course, He had. Amen. All right. Let's keep let's keep listening. All right. That same night, you see see this picture. This is where we're headed with this part. The shepherds. That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark, vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when His baby son was born, to be like a spotlight, shining on Him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to Him. You see, God was like a new daddy. 
He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd been waiting all these long years for this moment, and now he wanted to tell everyone. Pretty good news, isn't it? Here's the next picture. So he pulled out all the stops. He'd sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a, a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. He's come. Go and see him, my little boy. Now where would you send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall, maybe. Or a palace, perhaps. But God sent his to a little hillside outside of a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. In those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I can't possibly mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. I think that's pretty cool. God loves everybody. doesn't matter what you look like or smell like. He wants to take the good news to them. Wait, wait, if you smell like you've been, you've been attractive for 500 years, you stole it. Amen. That night, some shepherds were out in the open fields warming themselves by a campfire when suddenly the sheep darted they were frightened by something. The olive trees rustled. What was that? A wing beat? See that? They turned around. Standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light blazing in darkness. What do you think that was? Gabriel! I think it's Gabriel. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone everywhere. Come on, let me just pause right there. It's good news. It's a gospel for all people in every place. Today in David's town, I'm not taking, I'm not taking questions, right? Not yet. Today in David's town in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He is sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel, they saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't a cloud. It was angels. Troops and troops of angels armed with light, and they were singing a beautiful song. Glory to God. To God be fame and honor in all our hoorays. Do you think we could say hooray to Jesus real quick? Hooray! 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 <laughs> then as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire. They left their sheep. They raced down the grassy hill through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobble streets, through a courtyard, down some steps, 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 past an inn, round a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached. Where do you think they reached? The stable. The stable. They reached a tumble-down stable. All right? This is the last page, guys. They caught their breath, then quietly they tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. Heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in the mother's arms. This baby would be like the, that bright child, sorry, this, 
This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see, and the darker that the night got, the brighter the star would shine. It's a good story, huh? Are you guys thankful that Jesus came? Yeah. Yep. Did you know that Jesus never sinned in his whole life? Why do you guys think that Jesus came to this earth? To give us Christmas? No. Why? To take away all of our sins. To take all away all of our sins. Why do you think he came? Um, I wasn't saying that's sad, but um, are we all going to get saved? Well, only the people who are good listeners right now. So what was the question I asked? Why did you? I don't really remember saying that. That right. I don't even. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come to Earth on Christmas? Do you know? To create everybody. To create everybody. Yes. That's awesome. I thought that was God's job. That is God's job. It's your turn. Do you want me to move on? All right. What's the answer? You forget. All right. Okay. All right, David. To do anything good. What? <laughs> All right, why did Jesus come on Christmas? To wash away our sins. To wash away our sins. Awesome. Yeah! Hey, come on. David, do you remember what I said about those? Are you doing the right things right now? I don't know about that. Do you want to give us a good answer? To wash away all of our sins. To wash away our sins? What was your answer? To take our sins away. Take our sins away. Do you want to say anything? I think the same thing too. Here, I can't hear you. To just wash away our sins. To wash away our sins. To eat the world. To do what? Eat the world. Oh my goodness. You guys are silly. All right, you guys are silly. And, and here's the deal. You did pretty good for the most part. And, and there's grace in the kingdom of God. So I, want, I think it would be awesome for us to take a moment um, and sing happy birthday to Jesus. Can you, guys, can you guys do that with me? Hold on a second. We're not started yet. And I would like for the whole church to join us for us to sing. We sing happy birthday to our friends over here, but let's sing it to Jesus because we just want to remember that that's what this holiday really is all about, okay? Will you lead us in happy birthday to Jesus? Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Awesome. Let's give the kids a hand. That was awesome. All right. Um, who wants to volunteer to take uh, one of these down and somebody take the other one down? Would, do you want to help me with this? To, right, you and she will get one of each. And if you guys can pass those out. And you guys get to reach in there and take one thing out of it real quick. What's this? An angel. Oh, thank you. An angel. Wow. Look at this. It's an angel. I love that. All right, go ahead and take it around to everybody so they can take one out. Let them reach in and grab it themselves.
And, here, and you guys cannot open these right now, okay? I'm gonna, here's the deal. Here, here's the deal, kids, all right? You get to open them when your parents say you can, if your parents say that you did good for the rest of the service. You hear that, parents? <laughs> all right. I'm going to, for the rest of us, you guys go ahead and take those and go back to your seats. I want to ask you kids to, uh, you can just put it on the chair there. I want to ask you kids to still keep the, the request that I made about being quiet and good listeners for now, and we'll wrap up shortly. All right, everybody. I, wanna, I just want to take a few minutes, and I want to read, if I could have everybody's attention. Um, we're, we're almost done here. I wanted to have that time with the kids, but I also wanted to make sure that we're all engaged with this part. Um, last week, in my message, I, I read out of Isaiah chapter 9, and that's a, that's a prophetic word about the coming Messiah, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus came it's a, it's a prophetic word about a Redeemer coming into the world when, the, when their nation was, was under tyranny of another country taking them in, all right? They, they, they were under the rulership of foreign nations coming and ruling over them. But this is a promise of, of Jesus coming and the power of deliverance He's bringing to His people and they believed that Jesus was coming to bring this in a, in a natural, human-style, governmental form. So when Jesus was, was here, people thought that he was going to become a king that was going to establish an earthly kingdom that would overtake Rome, and that they would have a kingdom that was like under David. But how many of you guys know that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Amen? And that his kingdom is not an earthly kingdom, it's a spiritual kingdom, and that we get to live from that place despite all the things that's going on in the world around us. He brought the good news of his kingdom to a people who they didn't, they didn't get set free in the physical from the rulership of Rome. He set them free inside and in the spiritual and gave them his family here on earth, to bring the kingdom into our midst. Amen? To set the captives free. And, and his freedom comes despite the circumstances externally that come against us. And, and it's, it's hope and it's truth for all people. And the capacity of it can go to every level of life. And, and the Lord does want to bring it even into the level of, of government, I believe. But it starts right here. How many of you guys have Jesus living inside of you? Come on. That's why Jesus came. He came to give us Christmas, not just to give us a, a, the best holiday. <laughs> he, gave, he came to gift Himself to us and to let us enter into the freedom of who He is. And I'm going to read... Real quickly, I'm not going to preach on this. I'm just going to release some things at the end. Isaiah 9, 1-7. I read most of this last week. 
Today I'm going to finish it with verses 6 and 7 because it's the most powerful Christmas verses in the Bible, in my opinion. You guys ready? I'm just going to declare things as we do this. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. Last week, I was releasing things on all these things, and I just want to declare if there's anybody who's been under a gloom cloud, anybody who has experienced distress of spirit, distress of mind, the Lord wants to release peace to you in Jesus' name. Hey, kids. Still asking for y'all to be good listeners, okay, kids? Thank you. We're almost done. All right, as when, as a matter of fact, I'm just going to skip down for the, for the parts I didn't hit last week. I preached an awesome message last week, guys. If you didn't hear it, please go back. It's not just the presentation, it's the gospel, and that's why it's powerful. Releasing breakthrough, releasing freedom, releasing wholeness and healing in places that are listed out in those passages right there. And I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up where I left off last week. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. If, I, if everybody could be really good listeners right now, I'm almost done. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And I just want to stop there for a moment and say, he's, He came for us. He came for you. He's God's gift to you. It's Jesus Christ. You can't get anything better. Amen? And the government will be upon His shoulder. And the government will be upon His shoulder. He will carry His kingdom. And nobody can stop it. As a matter of fact, everybody who is not part of the body of Christ is actually under his feet. He says it in Ephesians 1 and 2. Okay? But the government is on, upon his shoulder and those of us who are in the body of Christ get to carry that, but he's the one who holds the weight of it. You don't have to hold the weight of it. You just need to partner with it. Amen? His name will be called Wonderful. Wonderful. And I want to tell you that the word wonderful doesn't just mean, ooh, that's wonderful, like we usually say it. It actually means full of wonder. Awe. To be astonished. And the Lord is full of astonishment. He wants to reveal Himself to us, not just by revelation, but by great breakthrough power in our lives. So powerful, so good that He wants us to be in awe of His goodness coming to us. Full of wonder. Thank You, Lord. We want to know You, Lord, in a way that makes us full of wonder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. He's present in our lives and He gives us His counsel. It's not just a counselor like a psychiatrist, although we often need that part of him. 
but he gives us his counsel. He advises us and he brings wisdom to us. He brings answers to us. He brings solutions to us. He brings hope to us. He gives us the way to everlasting life. Come on. He's a wonderful. He's counselor. He's mighty God. Mighty God. We need to see how mighty God is. We need to believe that He's mighty in our lives. And not just try to be nominal maintenance Christians, but to live in the might of God. Everlasting Father. He will always be your Father. He always wants to reveal His Father heart to you. Doesn't matter where you're at in your up and down cycles of life, He's everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Shalom Peace. That means He's the King who rules in Shalom Peace. Thank You, Lord. He wants to release His peace into you like you've never known before. And He's not waiting for the news to line up with it, for you to feel better. He's the Prince of Peace right now. Of the increase of His government and peace, His shalom peace, there will be no end. God is expanding His kingdom, and it doesn't matter what's going on around us. He's expanding His kingdom. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and His kingdom is in our midst. It expands. It keeps growing. It keeps increasing. And it comes with His shalom peace that increases. And God wants you to have more peace. More peace than what you're experiencing right now. There will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. Thank You, Lord. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I want to tell you that God is zealous to bring His kingdom into your midst in greater ways than you're experiencing it right now. He's zealous to bring His shalom peace to you in ways that you're not experiencing it right now. And it says the zeal of the Lord will perform this. Come on. Isn't that awesome? And I just want to end this time I just want to declare over you guys right now, there's hope in Christ. There's hope. There's hope for you no matter what. But Jesus is the answer. He always is the answer. And we need to anchor ourselves in this hope in a time that feels so wavery, uncertain. There's one thing that will never move, and it's Jesus. He will not be shaken. He will not waver. And He's always readily available to you. And I really felt like to give the Lord proper honor right now that it would be important for us to, to, do a, to have worship one more time before we transition into people who need to leave or we go into our, our meal time to worship Jesus. And we're going to sing o, o Holy Night again. And I, I just... I don't want a Christmas carol this one. I mean, if you're able to get on your knees 
to worship him. Like, let's lay it down. Let's clear our mind. Let's clear our focus. Let's hone in on the King of Kings. Let's worship Jesus for who he is and why he came here. Because Christmas is not just about a baby in a manger. It's about a king bringing a kingdom into our midst. And let's worship him. Let's clear our focus and, and behold the Lord in this time. And we're just going to do this for a few minutes, and then we're going to wrap up, okay? You guys with me on this? So however you can, can, can engage with him at the deepest level, position yourself for that. Stand, get on your knees, whatever you need to do. Like, let's give Jesus everything in this moment right now.